Really quick, before we get started, if you're a return listener, can you please leave a rating? If you're on Spotify or iTunes, you can leave star ratings and subscribe. It makes a huge difference to the growth of the podcast, and it means that we can impact more construction companies to allow them to make more profit and stay in business over long term, and that's all we want to do. So please uh, leave a rating and subscribe, and now let's get on with the show. Hey, legends. So in this video, we're going to talk everything you need to know about time bars. Time bars are absolutely crucial in the construction industry. If you don't understand time bars, you could be getting your business into a huge amount of trouble. So here's a training that we've done. Go check it out. You're going to learn everything you need to know about time bars. It's going to make a huge difference to your business. So hi, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kian Brennan. I am the CEO of a company called Quantum Contract Solutions. And the reason we make these videos is there's so many construction companies out there they're losing money hand over fist in instances like this where they get the time bar wrong and they don't get paid for it. So we don't want that to happen to you. So first of all, like, subscribe, uh, drop a comment to this video as well. If, if you know something that pops up and we'll, we'll answer it if we can and check out this uh, training and hopefully you can implement it into your business so you can stop the leaks, stop losing money and become a more successful and contractually savvy construction company. Take it easy. Hey, construction legends or soon to be construction legends. Uh, today's presentation and training is all about time bars. Uh, it's called contract is king and time bars that bite. This is a really, really interesting topic um, in construction. It's a global thing. It's all around the world. I'll talk about one particular court case that happens to be in Australia, but it is a global thing, uh, predominantly in all the major company uh, com uh, countries. They all have the same thing. I've worked for companies in the US, in the Middle East, in Australia, in, in Ireland, um, and they all have this particular thing. It's called time bars, right? So let's get into what time bars are and how they can affect um, the project okay so let's talk about the time bar game so originally you in construction you've got your tiers in, of contractors and so originally what used to happen is if some if you know we've got the head contractor and imagine he had 10 or 12 subcontractors below him performing the work now what was happening in the old days was everything would look absolutely fine on, on the program, on the, on, the, on the main contractor's you know, budget, everything looks okay, we're all on track. And then at the end, all of a sudden it had become very clear that it was very, very late and people needed more money to finish. And you know, so for, when they're um, trying to forecast their budget, it was like flat, 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 and then bang, right at the end, all this flurry of costs used to come in and a big delays used to come in, it used to all happen at the very end of the project, which obviously for planning purposes is not a good thing. And so what they brought in was what's called a time bar. The time bar basically said that whenever you are delayed on site or whenever you've been asked to do additional work or if you think you've been asked to do additional work, you have, you have a certain period of time to notify us in the first instance and then submit variation or change order or submit an extension of time. There are your periods of time to do this. That is what the time bar is. Now, the reason for that was so that they captured delays and they captured costs as the project was going on so they could forecast their costs and completion dates more accurately. However, in those time bar clauses, more often than not, not always, but more often than not, it'll say that if 
you've been delayed or you think you've been delayed and you don't notify us, you are taking on that delay as your own. You're saying that it's not a delay, essentially. If you've been asked to do additional work and you don't notify us within a particular time, you are taking on that additional work as your own cost and then any delay associated with that. Hey, just two seconds and we'll get straight back to the show. We have a website called constructionsecrets.io that has got free training, free videos, everything you need to be a contractually astute company that can sign better contracts with way less risk, way less downside, and be able to make more profit on your projects. Ultimately, just be a more successful construction company that stays in business over the long term. So go check it out and become way better contractually. Now, let's get back on with the show. So... What happens now in construction is they try and make those time bars super, super small, you know, 48 hours, 72 hours to try and make sure that you don't get your notice in on time. So you're not able to get your notice in from the delay on site into um, into them. So lots of things have to happen in that 48 hours. You know, you have to look at it, see if it's a real delay, see if you can try and somehow mitigate the delay, then realize you can't or you can, but it's still going to be a delay. And then, and then go back to the office, get someone to write up this notice and submit it. So, you know, it seems pretty easy, but there's actually a lot of steps involved. Site and the office may be very, very far away. So communication is obviously, you know, a thing. So long story short, so many construction companies don't get their notices in on time. They don't get their variations, change orders, or extension of times in on time. And so they end up not getting paid. They get this letter back saying your variation has been rejected, or your change order, or your extension of time has been rejected, and therefore you're not getting paid for it. Happens all the time. Now, let's go to a court case to back up this thing. And this is a BHB Billiton project, so a huge mining company in Western Australia. And they engaged a very, very large tier one contractor called John Holland to demolish a wharf. Um, or sorry, no, to upgrade a wharf. And then John Holland subcontracted the demolition scope, if I'm correct, to CMA Assets. Now, CMA Assets, their whole job is to come and demolish, uh, demolish dolphins and whatever whatever's there, right? Dolphins are these concrete structures. So the first thing is they got up there with vessels. Now, when you've got a vessel, the vessels cost 100 grand a day, you know, a lot of You're talking for the vessel itself. You're talking whole crew that's on the vessel, all the equipment on the vessel. These vessels cost a lot of money per day and a lot of money on standby per day. And so when they got there, John Hollins were all in the way and they couldn't access where they need to. So this delay was a long time. They couldn't, they couldn't start work. Clearly not their fault, right? Next thing was there was these dolphins uh, with concrete structures on the side. My understanding said that the rebar in the dolphins was different than what it was. It, long story short, it took a lot longer to demolish than was originally anticipated, which once again was not CMS, CMA assets fault or EOT. It was rejected for the reasons that I have said previously. They didn't submit their notice on time. They didn't submit their EOT on time. Went to court, went to Supreme Court of Western Australia, and the judge held that says here on, the, on my screen, there is no doubt that a strict application of clause 10.12 and 10.13 is harsh. But long story short, he, he held it. And so because CMA assets didn't submit a notice or the, or the EOT on time, even though you know, it was, it, they were entitled to it, really, 
they didn't get paid. Not only did they not get paid, but because they delayed the project, because the delay was now theirs, they got hit with liquidated damages and they lost, obviously, a lot of money. So this is a global thing. There will be court, there will be court cases in each of your countries with similar things, there or thereabouts. Now, there's obviously lots of little things that happen in these things. So contractually, if you're a good contracts person, you've got to get your notices in. You've got to get your EOTs. You've got to get your variations in on time. So contractually, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to close the gap between delivering on site and delivering contracts. We're trying to make it easier. So when we're looking in a contract to negotiate a contract, what we want to do is we want to find all the time bars and we're going to bump them up. We want to bump them up to about five days. Okay, you need to. So that's contractually. That's all you're doing with time bars is you're bumping up the days, the days for the for your for your variations and change orders, and depending what your terminology is, and then your EOTs. Bump them up for the for those and the note and the notices. Okay, now a couple of little tricky little things that we can talk about now while we're here is you need to have a system to easily track all the changes and delays. Submit, to, submit your notices more as like a memo style, not like a personal email letter type thing. Make it look more procedural. Ideally, a little trick is do it via like doc control at yourcompany.com rather than person to person. Depending on your contract might have a specific way of submitting notices. More often, that's fine. Um, record all of your delays in your section in your weekly minutes and submit your variations regularly. Don't wait for lots of variations to come to submit it in one. Don't do that because you won't comply with the contract. Bottom line is the practical steps you need to implement is you need to find all the time bars in the contract and you need to ask them to be increased to about five days for all the time bars. Okay, that's it. Um, And I'll see you in the next one.